Hey, what's up? This is Logan, and I am excited for the launch of this new podcast, Theme Park Shuffle, with my good friends, David and Jeremy. In this past Main Street Magic episode, the three of us built bars for each of the lands within Magic Kingdom. This is part two. This episode focuses on Tomorrowland, Fantasyland, and Frontierland. Here is the episode in its entirety. Enjoy. Logan, David, thank you so much for coming back. Uh, apparently, the first episode was uh, good enough that you guys thought, let's do it again, right? We didn't know how it would go. So, welcome back, guys. Yeah, first one was a huge success. Huge. Yeah, the first one was great, but um, you told me we were doing two no matter what, so I didn't think I had a choice if I was coming in or not tonight. I mean, there wasn't an official contract, so <laughs> I know you well yeah. enough. I knew you weren't going to back out, so I didn't sign anything. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I didn't. I didn't either. But yet here I am at nine o'clock at night recording well, a podcast. It was actually funny because I was I was talking to Rhonda a little bit earlier, and I was like, "Hey, here's a little bit of my ideas," and um. You know, she was listening. She goes, well, what if out of all these ideas you guys are coming up with, they actually ran with one? And I'm like, well, then we're out of luck because we will get zero credit. They'll take it. They'll run with it. We're not going to ever, you know, uh, get any sort of credit. But I think that's okay. If all of a sudden one of these incredible bars shows up in Magic Kingdom, we'll know who's really responsible for it, right? Well, it, it just depends on when it comes out. If it comes out in five years, then yeah, we're totally yes. responsible for it. Yes. <laughs> if it comes out in one year, that's not us. Nothing to do They've with it. They've been us. working on it a lot longer. Yeah. Look, man, I will be plowing toasted ravioli screaming from the top of my <laughs> lungs who founded this bar. So, I, yeah. And I honestly don't care who steals uh the haunted mansion idea because just make it happen that's all i ask just make it happen mm -hmm. oh for sure and, and again i think you know like you're just saying logan if it's a year it's five years i'm sure that thought has been thrown around i can guarantee that your thoughts from the last episode would greatly influence if that idea is already like in development um and one of the things we were, you know, the three of us uh, text every day in our little group chat. And, of course, we're talking about this and other things. Um, but one of the things we want to do as we complete this episode is kind of continue this series potentially with, um, you know, maybe we put it out for y'all to vote that we get to design a bar that wasn't originally selected. Or, um, I don't know, there are ideas of maybe best bar or two gets a T-shirt design. Um, I'm all down for cooking some of these foods we're talking about and trying to recreate and actually bring this to life because I think um, this has been been a wonderful, well, I want to say series, it's the second one. The first one <laughs> felt like a series because people are really excited about it. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know, in the intro, um, you know, submitting your ideas for the Storybook Circus uh, Bar and Lounge. Uh, we've had some wonderful entries. So this is just exciting. We're having a blast doing this. Um, but we're going to get into our next uh, bar for each of us. And David is tasked with going first. Um, and we're all ready for your ideas, David. We know that you only started thinking about it about... 15 minutes ago or something so <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, would love to hear what you came up with in this last 15 minutes with your line i am i am forged by pressure <laughs> i perform better when the heat is on um so actually i got tomorrowland so we are going to be going 
into the park, hanging a right and going into Tomorrowland. And um, as we all know, there are so many things in Tomorrowland that are iconic from Space Mountain to the People Mover to the Astro Orbiter, you know, Buzz Lightyear. And of course, what I'm going to do is use absolutely none of those. (laughs) Um, So my idea for Tomorrowland is going to be a little inconspicuous. It's something called Edison Square Tavern. Now, follow me here. Edison Square Tavern can either replace the Monsters, Inc. area or even the Tomorrowland Terrace, which always seems to be closed and they never let anybody in there. Um, And when you walk up to this, it's going to have a very unimpressive, almost unfuturistic looking sign. And you're going to walk into what is actually a very boring, simple queue, almost like a little walk-in. Okay. And when you walk in, there's not a sign of a bar or a tavern anywhere, but what there is, is a spaceship earth-like cart. You sit in the cart and there's a pad in front of you with a decade on it. You push the decade, the cart rotates to the appropriate bar. My bar is based off of the carousel of progress. And much like last time, how I brought you two bars, this time I'm bringing you six. So when you sit down at the iPad, there's the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and the future. You choose where you want to go. So you push the 50s, it spins around and drops you off at a 50s sock hop style bar where you can drink drinks from the 50s, a slow gin fizz, an old fashioned. Shockingly, in the 50s, pina coladas were super popular. Mm. So it is decorated like a 50s sock hop style bar and 50s music playing, servers dressed like the 50s. And when you're done with that, you walk back out to the cart, you choose your next decade, hit the button, it rotates around and drops you off where you need to go. If you want to go to the 60s, you're going to a madman style, like high end martini bar with like Tom Collins and Gimlets and Manhattans and drinks like that. When you go out to your cart, you hit the button, you go to the 70s, you're in a psychedelic style Austin Powers, like groovy style bar. All of these bars have the appropriate music playing with them. Um, It just feels like you're in that decade. In the 70s, you can get like Harvey Wallbangers and Tequila Sunrises. And then, of course, the 80s, I want to be neon, over the top, 80s music playing, big haired waitresses, you know, all the stuff like that with Long Island iced teas, wine coolers, everything that you could drink in the 80s. The 90s, full 90s, man. Apple teenies, Cosmos. I want you to get a Zima at the 90s bar. <laughs> but, you know, appropriate music. Then there's the future button where we go into Tomorrowland. You spin around into a very futuristic, as over-the-top futuristic Tomorrowland as you can get. Lots of metal, lots of lighting. Um, I want a robot bartender, to be honest with you. I think we could pull that off because they have sure. that at... Uh, at the Starlight uh, Cafe, they have that guy. Um, futuristic drinks. I'm going to steal from Logan a little. I want him to be interactive. You know, I want the drink to do something in the future and to make something happen. Um, and then when you're done, hit the exit button. It rotates you back around to the very inconspicuous exit and out you go. Um, I want this to be something that brings people back because obviously you're not going to be able to hit 
Oh, maybe you can. I can. You can. Six bars at one time, but maybe you don't want to. Maybe you want to spend some time at one, spend some time at the other. Um, but I want it to be like a destination, and I want you to kind of be able to choose your own jerk and control where you go. So um, that's what I'm putting in Tomorrowland. I'm putting the Edison Square Tavern, which I call a rotating multi-decade bar experience. That's uh, that's impressive. Um, <laughs> that's I, I love it. I, yeah, I, I would knock out both uh, Tomorrowland Terrace and Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor to make this happen. Um, I, I think that's fair, and that'd be an appropriate amount of space. Uh, one one big question I do have is with the '90s Zima, is there an option to put Jolly Ranchers in it? there's a jolly rancher okay just just making sure is that an upgrade is it included is it just jolly ranchers sitting at the bar um it's your choice okay choice um are are there gonna be food options you know no not needed okay there you go i think it's not a restaurant yeah that's fair it's not a restaurant it's a bar and it's an experience um I couldn't. I didn't want to completely cheese it up with like peanut butter and jelly in the fifties yeah. and you know stuff like that. Um, so no, these are bars. These are not restaurants. Um, I think I'm going to stick with it. Just being about the drink, just being about the experience, and uh, and being about feeling like you're in the time that you're choosing to go to go drink in. Yeah. Another thought I had with this is it's going to bring in the older crowd who does the fifties bars, it's going to bring in every generation is going to want to go. I'm going to want to go to a nineties bar, you know, like that's, that's where I'm going to want to go. Um, shoot. I might even want to go to an eighties bar. So it looks like saved by the bell or something, but this spans, this spans the the decades and everyone's going to want to go to come see what it was like when I went out and come see what it was like this. So I'm hoping to bring in quite a few people and man, you could even, you know, the same way they do uh, drinking around the world checklist, you could get some kind of souvenir that's like, I drank it all six bars at yep. the Edison Square Tavern. You can do, there's a lot of marketing, I think, that you could do with this. So, um, so yeah, I decided I brought you guys two bars on the first time. So let's triple it and bring you six this time. Yeah, I'm, wor- <laughs> I'm worried about I'm worried about the next one, but well, here here's what I like about this because I've always said, you know, uh, Tomorrowland has no idea what it is right now. And, and it doesn't appear to have any clear-cut future. So what you've actually done is you have encapsulated, I think, all of what Tomorrowland was, kind of is, what maybe it could be. Like, you really have brought it all together because everybody thinks Tomorrowland, it's the future, it's tomorrow. And it's in so many ways, it's not. You know, I mean, maybe you get some of that going through Space Mountain. Of course, Carousel of Progress is now all in the past. Um, Tron's coming which in theory fits tomorrow land, but it doesn't mm-hmm. fit with a monsters Inc laugh floor or a buzz light year. So I think you've done a really good job of trying to give Tomorrowland a little bit more of a purpose and a personality, which I very, very much appreciate. Um, what do you think, Logan? I'm trying to uh, figure out this ride system. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'm trying to imagine in my head, like I walk in and then I sit down and then you said it's on like a rotating platform and then it, like it rotates to the opening and then sends you into the bar or is it just like you walk in and you're in like a almost like the um the the haunted mansion 
um, expanding room mm. where then you just kind of choose a door almost or uh, like oh, I'm trying this to really good friend. vehicle. So I have this really good friend that works for an amusement park design <laughs> company. And my thought was, is that that would be his job. <laughs> no, actually kind of what I pictured it was, um, do you know how, if you go into spaceship earth, it's almost on like a, when you're first getting on it, it's almost kind of like in a circular mm -hmm. motion. Um, I kind of just imagined it as a big circular wheel of vehicles on the outside of a stationary building of bars that uh, could just be controlled with that iPad to stop at an opening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it almost just kind of almost people mover s doesn't stop moving, just kind of keeps going. Uh, almost like an outer spoke to an inner spoke sort I, of. I like that. And I like yeah. that whole people, people mover idea. Cause then at least if you did, if they're all essentially connected through a central circular hub and all you have to do is hop on and then get off at whatever bar you want, it then makes it really easy to get to the next bar too. Yeah. That was my thought. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Though, like that. though you got to think the start of this process will be pretty easy. If you go through all six, the ending exit process probably not going to go as well. Uh, we might have some situations, but have you did not ask. You didn't ask me to keep people sober. <laughs> this, this is a good point. This is a good point. Um, this reminds me so much of. Um, oh man, mannequin I'm, bar. No, well, no, I'm I'm racking my brain uh, down in Baltimore. Um, power when plant. I was yes, power plant. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Sally had, did that. An, Those were our animatronics. Seriously? Yes. Because you had wow, yeah, you had like you had this uh, collection of bars. Now they were all separated, and you had to pay a separate cover for most of them. But there was an '80s bar. There was uh, Howl at the Moon, which was the piano bar. There was like a '90s theme. There was. It reminds me so much of that, but in one collective thing. So you could almost. And you could almost reverse with that ride system, reverse engineer the way Carousel of Progress works, where instead of going inward to see a show, you're going outward for the space of the bars. Mm -hmm. And like you said, a slow moving people mover style vehicle, you get on, you get off. Um, are, are drinks available to go from one bar to the other, or do you have to finish before you get on the, the ride vehicle? Chug it. Oh, man, you, yeah. you can't take the 50s to the 60s or the 60s to the <laughs> Just, 70s. It's... Yeah, and plus you don't want any liquids going near the no, ride not. vehicle systems. No, I bet, That's, Logan. Nothing good comes from that. <laughs> nothing. It, yeah, this is I, – I, I like this idea a lot. You, you, sir, is what we can expect to go completely out of the box. Um, really come – You, come you know what crazy. really excites me about this idea is that I know – if this was something Disney did, the attention to detail yeah. would be phenomenal. Yep. Yeah. Phen like That's when I go into the eighties and nineties, it's going to be like going back to my childhood. Yeah. Uh, and just exactly. as people like our parents going back to the fifties, it, it'll feel like they're back at that time. And that's, that's what excites me. Like really excites me about is, is just how I know if it, if it was given the Disney flair, they're going to go 120% and it's just going to be absolutely authentic. Yeah. What I, I pictured in my head is, is when you get off that cart in whatever decade that you choose, that you feel legitimately like you're walking in to that decade. Yeah. I mean, shoot, knowing Disney, they would even get, they'd even make drinks 
like they did back then, you know, because there's a Manhattan now or an old fashioned you can get now, but maybe the ingredients they used back then were a little different. Um, knowing Disney, they'd even make the taste of the alcohol probably authentic to whatever decade that you chose. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I just imagined it. You know, nostalgia is such a big deal. At the, the point of being an adult is searching for the joy you had as a child, right? I mean, that's, that's why all of us go to Disney all the time because you want to feel like you felt like as a kid. Or in our case, when we went out as, you know, young adults or what have you. So um, nostalgia was my, my big selling point here for spanning the generations. Yeah. You know, one, one thing that I kind of almost to make it more exciting, I almost, I almost wish when I boarded, I had no control over where I went. Ooh. As maybe if, that's an option. Hey, you maybe know, like- as if you, you spin around and you land in front of a room but then the moment you walk through that door, the reveal of whatever room and every single one of them look exactly the same. But as soon oh, as get- you open that door to then then be fully immersed in the surprise of it all, that could be really exciting. And then make it to where you're forced to exit. So then you have to go back in line and do the experience again. Oh, wow. Like Maybe it's got like lot. a Google feeling lucky button. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. And, and and yeah, and going back to like your detail, you know, I'm I just immediately am drawn to 50s primetime cafe and tune in lounge. Yeah. I mean, That's what I was you saying. know, yep. just think of what that does and and again, David to take that to 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, and it I think that would just be I mean, that would be awesome. Um uh, you know, I thought, I, it would be, I thought it was too easy to just say, "Okay, Tomorrowland space space mountain future bar or you know i i kind of thought everybody might be thinking that so i went the complete opposite direction i I also like the possibility of the cast member interaction Mm -hmm. like these are going to be actors who are fully in character yeah hey cool cat you know and interacting (laughs) with you while you're drinking and stuff that sounds like a lot of fun i love that and and you know i'll say i I really think out of all of the lands, you got the hardest draw with this one, David, with Tomorrowland, because it is such a hodgepodge of a land. And you're right. You could have gone future. You could have gone space. But that would have been too easy in a sense. And I think you took it in a completely different direction, which I know I'm sure Logan and I both really, really appreciate. Um, any Anything to tie up here or do we want to move on to mine, which is very predictable, but I hope that I've brought <laughs> some new ideas to a very predictable thought. Anything you guys want to add to, to David's awesome idea? I wish we could do it. You, you know what? Real quick before you jump on, you yeah. know what I think might be kind of fun if we do like a uh, addendum podcast to this. Mm. If we talk about like, okay, Jeremy, what if you got Tomorrowland? What would you have done? Oh, or, for sure. You know what I mean? Just like, I would, I mean, I'd love to do it now that I don't want to take forever, but I would just love to hear like when you said Tomorrowland, what was in, what was your initial thought for a bar? Yeah. Mine was like to theme it after Carousel of Progress and do six different bars. (laughs) (laughs) That was totally, you totally took my idea, David. Did save we, your um, ideas. Yeah, did we think we, of this we will save that for the for part three? <laughs> yes, would, for sure. I, I would venture to say none of you 
none of you never. were there. <laughs> you never. Know, if if we play our cards right, guys, this can be a six part series Seriously? where we do <laughs> every one of the lands. <laughs> just like David's bar, we just keep rotating yeah, through. Exactly. So that, that's fair. Everyone's gonna unfollow us on the Facebook stuff <laughs> after about three weeks. <laughs> well, all right. So I, I I was tasked with a uh, fantasy land and. Um, I, I think my idea in theory is probably pretty predictable and simple, potentially. Uh, you guys let me know what you think. Um, I'm going to go with the most underused IP in all of Disney, and that is uh, Tangled and Rapunzel. And I'm going with the Snuggly Duckling Brew House. Yes. And so like it. looking, so, so my location, looking at a map, Google Maps from overhead, and again, I'm not the theme park guy that understands where things maybe can and cannot go. But between um, Small World and between the incredible Tangled bathrooms, which is all we've ever been given, <laughs> there is a uh, backstage walkway. And it heads out into the wooded area that lines uh, rivers of America. And in, in my mind, there is space to put the Snuggly Duckling brew house there. So I'm thinking of uh, building potentially a, a structure, not quite as large, but similar to the Tree of Life, which is going to be a portion of this along with an entire building next to it. Uh, as you walk through this walkway, um, there is a lot of, uh, again, a lot of like foliage and trees. There's kind of like a dirt, half dirt, half cobblestone pathway that takes you over to the entrance. And we're going to have a great facade that looks like the Snuggly Duckling from Tangled. It's a pretty good size structure. So once you uh, come inside, again, everything is very, you know, wooded. It's, it looks like it's almost taken from the forest. This looks like an old structure. Um, there's ruffians all about. Uh, we're going to get a chance to really, with the new inclusion um, you know, uh, uh, things that the cast members are allowed to do. This is the great place for tattooed cast members to work, right? Yeah. So totally. we've got tattooed cast members. Um, we have live entertainment coming from Hook Hand, who's playing piano. Yes, I was about to ask. Every hour on the hour, we actually have a puppet show from Fang, and he's performing <laughs> yeah. I've Got a Dream, right? Yes, With puppets. I like it. Uh, we also have Ulf the mime who's maybe wandering about a little bit. So that's kind of like our, you know, atmosphere, uh, inside, uh, street atmosphere in a sense. Um, there's even a special section indoors that is designed by Gunther who loves interior design. So maybe you get a good seat there. That's kind of like the, um, I don't know if y'all have done boathouse, but there's literally a yes. boat you can sit in. Yep. That's kind of this here. It's Gunther's space for you to be in. Um, what makes this even better, you know, the interior is going to be designed that way. And I'm going to get into a little bit more of, of that in a minute. But there's also connected an outdoor beer garden because this is truly a brew house. And Disney's going to partner with a local Orlando brewery to produce all of the beverages pretty much that are going to be here. Now there's be beer, there'll be wine. Uh, we can have a couple mixed cocktails, but the real focus is on uh, brews and beers and things like that. And each of the taps, uh, you know, the, the keg is basically hidden in a big wooden barrel and you have a wooden tap that's, you know, pouring your drink. But when we get to the outdoor beer garden, this is where like the magic really, really happens. We're already in the woods. We're on the river of America 
and we're surrounded by trees and we're going to utilize the same projection mapping uh, that we use over in Navi River Journey. So you have projection mapping on these trees that shows different things from birds to maybe bugs, caterpillars, things that are constantly bringing this forest uh, around you to life. And within that, we're also going to steal from Navi River Journey and we're going to have some layered screens, but they're going to be interactive in the way that um, Crush's Turtle Talk is in the way that Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor is. So your, uh, your, your back screens are going to include just different things. You know, again, maybe uh, Maximus is walking by in the background looking for Flynn Rider or Royal Guards are going around. But on the forefront of these interactive screens are actually the characters from Flynn, Rapun Rapunzel, maybe Mother Gothel. Uh, and they're actually able to interact with you as you sit along this area. And, you know, again, same way that Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor is. So we have this entire interactive area that's out there. Uh, when we get down to what is probably my favorite part is the signature drink. And again, they've partnered with a local brewery, whoever that may be. There's a lot of great breweries in Orlando. And we are going to have uh, five different brews available here. We're going to have Rapunzel's Brew, which of course is a blonde ale. We're going to have Flynn's, which I feel like would be like a coffee stout, like kind of manly, right? Uh, Maximus is going to be a cider, an apple cider. Uh, Pascal is going to be like a lime citrus type of beer. And then Mother Gothel is going to be a red velvet porter. It's going to be a very high ABV, right? Like this one will get you where you want <laughs> to be. Um, I'll take even, four Mother Gothels. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> even better. These are going to be served in great, like, you know, like the old school, you know, beer mugs that you can get. But even better is that if you want a little upgrade, because Disney wants to make more money, uh, you can upgrade and included with your beer will be a souvenir Vladimir's ceramic unicorn. And each of those unicorns, I was like, where <laughs> yes. are they? So, so each of those unicorns will be <laughs> themed after that character's drink. So you want to collect all five, right? Then I'm going to totally steal from Logan and his incredible interactive uh, haunted mansion bar idea last episode. And another potential uh, upgrade souvenir is Pascal's brew, which comes with a chameleon cup. And this will be basically, I, I don't know how this works. This is, you got to figure this out, Logan, for me. But basically <laughs> like an LED cup that will interact with its surroundings and colors around it. So, you know, if you, um, this is probably so far-fetched. If you held it up against your red shirt, the cup turns red. If you, you know, set it on a, a, a bar that is wood colored, it looks like it's wood. Those types of things, right? Nice. Then the food. Which, is, which I think is the most important here. Um, this is going to be very driven by kind of standard pub fare, but a little bit elevated. And we're really going to uh, go with that duck idea of the snuggly duckling. So first off, you can get a uh, golden flower butternut squash soup. And I want this to interact in the way that Trader Sam's does, right? Where certain drinks you know, uh, invoke certain surroundings and sounds and lights and the way that the cast members act with this one. If you order the golden flower, uh, butternut squash soup, as they bring it out, you will see golden hair wrapping around the bar as it lights up with led lighting and just light everything up. Right. 
Nice. Uh, in addition, we're going to have traditional things like smoked wings, uh, soft pretzels, you know, sliders, nachos. But all those will also be available with a duck option. So we're talking about um, smoked barbecue duck wings. We're talking about, uh, you know, basically like duck sliders that are made with ground duck and they're formed into a patty for a little slider. Duck confit nachos would be a, a great Yum. addition. Um, and then when you're ready to end your entire meal, you do have Attila's Divine Cupcakes. But I have, I have one last signature dish, and this is the one that I want to recreate at home, and these are the uh, Snuggly Duck Poppers. So this is going to be a little little piece of duck breast. Uh, it's got a piece of jalapeno on it. It's wrapped in bacon. It's smoked. It's then seared for service in a skillet, of course, for Rapunzel, and served with a barbecue plum sauce. Wow. And that's like the ultimate appetizer for this entire place. And every once in a while, Flynn and, you know, Rapunzel might show up in full character and, and walk through the bar or something. So that's what I came up with. Ooh, that's, that's a lot. That's that awesome. is a whole lot. That's phenomenal. Y'all inspired me last time. I had half of these notes and I was like, these guys are <laughs> way too good. I, I can't phone this next one in. I got to I got to we watched Tangled today. Like I sat again go. and watched Research. Tangled today and added additional notes because I was like, I got to live up to these two because you guys have incredible ideas. So the uh, the the real time interactions <clears throat> like Crush um, that I think would be a really cool addition to a restaurant yeah. bar experience. Yeah, so for sure. yeah. yeah. And now, quick question: Is this a family friendly bar? That's where I was about to ask that same yeah, thing because this yeah. seems very much I, like you're not going to keep a kid out of here. No, right. I, I, I think it, I, I think it can be, um, you know, I, I think more so maybe the beer garden area technically mm -hmm. with the interaction with the characters might be a little bit more. I think the inside can be a little bit of a, a, a darker sense, but no, I'm not limiting <laughs> it at, at all. Um I, I will say, obviously, this is, you know, not a setting that you're probably like, hey, my four year old, let's go here. It's a brew house. But you could still take them. We could put chicken fingers yeah. on. We could put duck fingers. Yeah. All right. We got duck fingers. Nobody's going to eat those. That was a horrible I was about, idea. <laughs> I was about to say my four-year-old would, yeah. would not, <laughs> we'll not have anything to do We'll label them as duck, David. It's actually chicken. Uh, hey, oh. hey, if you deep fry it, they're not going to know they're the difference. They're not going to even know. Catch up on it. Not it's fine. I was about to say, they're just going to cover it in whatever sauce they yeah. love, <laughs> and then it doesn't matter at that point. Yes, for sure. It could sure. be anything fried, and it's like, okay, <laughs> it tastes like sauce. Yeah. Yeah. They'll love it at that point. Um, but yeah, my, my son is Polynesian sauce. You put Paul Chick-fil-A Polynesian oh, sauce on anything. He will eat it. Oh, that's awesome. We my daughter's is Chick-fil-A barbecue sauce. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Girls mm -hmm. are Lacey loves Chick-fil-A sauce, which from my understanding is all their sauces mixed together, which makes me sick to my stomach. Well, no, it's just like honey mustard and barbecue, isn't it? I, I thought I it was just know. like mayonnaise and ketchup. I can't even smell it. She opens <laughs> it in the car and I'm like, we're gonna have to pull over and you gotta get out because it is gross. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> is is a chameleon cup ever possible? What is, I was thinking when you said that, <laughs> not necessarily like put it up against wood and it turns to wood or but say your bar was like an LED light and yeah. your cup was sitting there. If the bar changed green, 
the cup could change green. I like that. If the bar changed red, the cup could change red. Yeah. I don't think it, I don't think you could necessarily invent something smart enough that no matter what you put it up against, it's going to be able to change. But if it had a sensor that could detect what the bar color was and then change the led in the cup, yeah, then I think, I think you could sort of like get the impression of a chameleon, but really kind of limit the scope of, of what you're doing. For sure. Well, I, I think when they when the technology catches up to what you're wanting to use it for, they actually they have this device that uh, graphic designers can use. It's a Pantone gun, yeah. so it's like you if you see any color and you want to be able to recreate it graphically, you can actually use this Pantone gun, hold it close to the color, and essentially you know pull the trigger, and it will scan that color and then recreate it as a Pantone. So if you've got an insanely smart cup with some kind of optic that can actually read things around it, it may require you to like hit a button on the handle or something like that. But there is a possibility that it actually could recognize the surrounding and then somehow change, even if it's like an an internal LED light that is capable of doing a full range of colors. And then it would change those lights, which would then change the color of the cup itself. So that oh. is a possibility. So it's not outside of the, the realm of, of uh, doable. It is doable. It just hasn't been done before. So congratulations, Jeremy. You just uh, you need to patent that. I, I yeah, no joke. Hold on, let me, t- let me take some notes with my pencil. and. Paper. That's where Disney will beat us. Sorry, yeah. guys. Pan- they That's will always funny. beat us in the patent war. Well, no, it's funny. I E-A-N-T-O-N-E, Pantone. Yeah, I used one of those, um, shoot, I feel like a decade ago, there was one you could, um, you could you could strap to the top of your monitor because, like, you know, I've got, I got oh, several yeah. monitors for when I do some design stuff, and when you look at both of them, they're completely different yes. in yeah. your, what your eye sees as color. And so I remember uh, back when I was working in the corporate world a decade ago, yeah. um, there was that thing. You could actually, it hung over the front of your monitor, had like a glass, you plugged it into the computer. Screen calibrator. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. And we used the Spider brand, Spider screen calibrators. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Man. But that was reading, you know, that's reading all these different colors that are being presented on the screen and then determining um, w- what your screen needs to be calibrated to. But yeah, I think it's totally doable. But you could, t- but you could still technically take that outside of the parks to home, correct? Because it's not a, mm-hmm. it's not a two-way street. It's a one-way street that's only reading the color in front of it. Nothing's reading back. Yeah. So. Right. All right. Well, that's a that's going to be a pretty hefty upgrade, by the way. This is like more than <laughs> Spider Bot. Yeah, uh, you know, web slingers upgrade. This is probably like a forty fifty dollar mug at this point. I mean, you're creating an invisibility <laughs> cloak for pretty all much, intents and right? purposes, so it might cost a little bit. That would be really good yeah. though, because it'd be like, yeah, like Ronda would come in and be like, "Are you drinking?" <laughs> no, I'm not at all. This is the color of my of your, shirt. Your shirt. I have an invisible glass. Man, you know, well, and that's, that's the other thing is maybe maybe what it really does is it's simply one side of it has an optic that is it's literally a camera and then the other side is an led screen so then as you hold it up it sees what's behind it and then shows it on the front side i like that that's totally doable wow that's actually yeah yeah, that's really whether it's worth (laughs) whether it's worth it 
I don't know, but that is totally doable. Yeah. I mean, dude, I have a ceramic Rancor uh, set in front of me that cost me $85. So you know well, I'm you buying go. this thing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm the sucker that is buying this thing. So, uh, yeah, I like that. Well, 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 I'm a sucker for your bar. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. Well, thank you. I want to I go. To, I, I, want, I can't wait to see The Pianist. Mm -hmm. I definitely can't wait to see that. That was one of the things I was like, he's got to have it. Yeah. And I was like, and if it's not a live actor, it's got to be at least an animatronic. For sure. Well, is, we can pull that you off. Know, plays yeah, all Chuck E. Cheese style. Chuck, <laughs> fall apart. <laughs> um, can't wait to have that song stuck in my head. There right? you go. I I've know. I've got a dream. It's good. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> how fun would that be? And everybody in there starts busting out and singing it and everything. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. And then, yeah, the outdoor beer garden. Love it. Love I just, it. And I do like the idea of this actually being family friendly yeah. because that kind of outdoor environment is a place where a, a parent can actually let their kid run free yeah. while they sit there and drink and watch from a distance as their kids are being entertained by these real time animated characters. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and that's what, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm weird in the sense that like, I don't, I don't like being part of the show. So I'm not a big fan of laugh floor or crushes because mm. I don't want to be called on it. Just, I'm just that weird mind. I don't want to be part of the show. I want to watch it from afar, but I think of the idea of sitting there at a table and Flynn Ryder comes up and, you know, uh, looks at Kalen in this animatronic or, or, you know, led screen or whatever interactive and, and says like hey have you seen the lost princess and she's able to be like no i haven't he's like okay well i'll you know maybe moves on or she yeah. says yes i have and he's able again the logistics i don't understand but i i just think that could be such a cool thing to do with with everything i mean when i do go to see crushes turtle talk or laugh floor my mind the entire time is just like how is this occurring? I just, I can't wrap my brain around it. And that's what makes it such an incredible experience. Yeah. Um, so I'd implement that everywhere. I mean, if I could like, I just, well, they I got it to where crazy. there's even there's apps now. I think there's like one app called face app uh, yes. or something along those lines where literally it's an avatar of yourself that yep. you hold it in front of you. And as you're talking to it, it's doing the animated character on the screen real time is recreating all of your uh, facial expressions and everything. So it's, that's what the, the whole real time technology, it's insane what you can do right now. It's, yeah. it's, it's really impressive. Yeah. Well, all right. So, so we got David's, we got mine. Uh, we are now, uh, I want to say batting cleanup, but you're going to hit a home run grand slam. I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, Logan with Frontierland, I can't tell you how excited. Like this is probably the one out of all the lands I'm most excited to hear about. Um, again, because immediately I have my own idea, so I yeah. can't wait to hear yours, Logan. So lay it on us. What do you have for your bar in Magic Kingdom at Frontierland? Well, this one this one ended up being a lot tougher. Okay, not because. I, I couldn't come up with any ideas. I had too many Ooh. ideas because okay. there are just so many sort of great IPs to work with that work well and lend themselves well to a bar. Um, but so when I was researching and trying to find the best location and theme to create a bar experience, 
that's completely new and completely different from what I pitched last week. Cause that was the other thing is I challenged myself. I was like, it can't be anything like last week. Yeah. So after much deliberation, I finally decided to expand upon the area originally designed by Walt himself, Tom Sawyer Island. Oh, love it. So Walt's intention behind his design of Tom Sawyer Island at the original Disneyland was to be a place for self-guided exploration and spontaneous play where a richly detailed setting filled with evidence of the fictional characters written by Mark Twain allows guests to imagine their own stories and scenarios or simply ignore all of that and just run free. So currently the Island closes at 6 PM, but the park stays open until 9 PM. And on some nights, the park's open till midnight. So this could provide a great opportunity for an outdoor nighttime bar with light fare options. So there's roughly 40,000 square feet of land located behind Fort Langhorn on the Northern Island. So my vision for this land is to transform it into a riverfront campsite bar complete with makeshift lean-to shelters and coverings, vintage lanterns, handmade fire pits, and crude distilleries. So <laughs> according to the, the island map, that unused northern territory is, is divided into three sections. You have River Pirate Ridge, Indian Territory, and Cutthroat Corner. So I would actually like to keep those names, but give them some relevance. So River Pirate Ridge, this is located on the west side of the territory and across the river from Big Thunder Mountain. I'm going to make this the main dock and makeshift campsite. So everything you'll find on the island looks like it was built by a group of teenagers using any random object they could find. So the fire pits are just piles of rocks with a large hole in the center full of wood. Uh, very few chairs have a matching set. Coverings are made from old bed sheets and tattered clothes that are tied together. And even the walk-up bar where a cast member is waiting to serve you handheld food and beverages is created using a, a haphazard combination of rocks bricks mud old wood planks and capped off with a, a hand-painted pirate flag so after you purchase your finger foods and a cocktail of choice uh, you have the option to stay in the river pirate ridge campsite or you can explore more of the island so lanterns light multiple trails that will take you through the forest or along the riverfront but be sure to keep an eye out for hidden objects and surprise interactions along the trails. So on the north side of the island, this is where you'll find Indian territory. So this area is a great place to gather if you're part of a small party and looking for somewhere to sit down and enjoy each other's company inside a teepee, a wigwam, or a chicky. All of these built by Tom and his friends. Uh, you will not find any food or beverage kiosk here but you will find an amazing view of the Liberty Bell as it passes by the island, as well as a quiet place to look up at the stars and escape from the hustle and bustle of the park. So as you continue your exploration of the island, you'll discover Cutthroat Corner on the east side of the territory across the river from the Haunted Mansion show building. Now you cannot miss this second themed bar because it is cleverly constructed using stacked wooden barrels and a massive rudimentary arrangement of copper distilleries. So this location 
only serves alcohol and very, very, very basic snacks like nuts and popcorn. But what makes it unique is that it contains a different variety of alcohols from the River Pirate Ridge Bar. So by now, you might be wondering what kind of drinks will be served. So to keep it within the time period of Tom Sawyer, there will be a selection of distilled spirits such as whiskey, rum, gin, moonshine, hard ciders, beers, and fortified wines. So all drinks will be served in a copper mug so they stay cold longer and have a nice little handle for easy transport. So the River Pirate Ridges Bar will feature at least one variety of all the alcoholic beverages I just named. But Cutthroat Corner is where you will find the widest selection of moonshine, hard ciders, and beers. So the signature beers consist of a Tom Sawyer American Wheat, a Becky Thatcher Blonde Ale, a Joe Harper Cream Ale, an Injun Joe Double IPA, a Muff Potter Porter, and the Big Jim Bourbon Barrel-Aged Imperial Stout. The signature cider is the Huckleberry Finn, which is a combination of huckleberries and apple cider. And this one's, uh, you're going to love this one, Jeremy. Are you ready? I'm ready. There will be several fruit-flavored moonshines, but the signature moonshine flavor is Aunt Polly's Dill Pickle. I, I hate you so much. <laughs> and, I, and of course, or drink it. Of course, I can't forget the food. So, so during the 1840s and 1850s, when Tom Sawyer would have taken place, meals were influenced heavily by season and location. Local plants and animals supplied most of the food. So by necessity, foods were cooked with very simple methods. So my goal was to focus on locally sourced food that could be cooked over an open flame, eaten raw with simple seasoning, or deep fried by a cast member. Since the intention of this island is to promote self-guided exploration and uh, spontaneous play, having people sit down at a table to eat their food just, it seems contradictive. So everything needs to be handheld and easy to transport. I propose all the light fare is served on environmentally friendly wooden skewers. And because so much of this area is about getting back to nature, I think the food also needs to reflect that with uh, several vegan friendly food options. So uh, some of the signature skewers um, inspired by the food from the classic Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn books are deep fried catfish and corn dodgers. So that's, that's on one skewer and that's basically fried catfish and hush puppies. Uh, another skewer would be bacon, collard greens, and cornbread. Another one would be marinated chicken and vegetable kebabs. Or if you want the vegan version, it's portobello mushroom with vegetable kebabs. Then you've got a cabbage roll on a stick stuffed with pork, or you do the vegan jackfruit. Ooh. For my dessert skewers, of course, you got to have classic s'mores. I mean, if you've got fire pits and stuff, you got to have s'mores. Then you've got the Mississippi, I can't even say it, Mississippi River Fruits, which uh, a skewer with watermelon, blackberries, strawberries, and green grapes. Then finally, we have the vegan pumpkin pie on a stick, which is a maple sweetened pumpkin mousse center, a toasted pecan exterior, and then a dollop of coconut whipped cream. And so that is 
the Tom Sawyer Island bar experience. You know, Logan, again, I wish you had put more thought into this because it's just it's just not enough. It's just I wish that that's that's incredible. Um, Did I tell you that my bar spins? Yeah, your bar does spin. Your bar, your bar no, does I'm glad I went. I'm glad I went first today. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm I, I was so confident of mine. And I was like, man, this is awesome. And then. Logan nah, just man. sweeps it. No, They're seriously, this awesome. is awesome. What are you talking they about? They are all awesome. They're all I knew, awesome. I dude, I knew bars. I knew talking to Logan throughout the week that uh that there was gonna be a there was gonna be an event tonight. And it was <laughs> <laughs> what I'll, again no, I mean honestly, what I'll say is, you know, all 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 thoughts aside and all ideas aside, is that the attention to detail um, you know, that I hope that all we have put, but Logan, especially with yours is just, it's so appreciative. You know, I mean, this is an idea that, um, you know, I, I think of this when, and when we started chatting about this series and text message, you know, it's kind of like, all right, here, here's an idea. What do you got? You know, and you could easily respond and be like, I don't know, Tom Sawyer Island. Sounds cool, man. Yep. I'll have some drinks. I'll have some food. Sounds good. And then to put in that attention to detail and research and to continually build upon it. Um, I know I did the same. Uh, we know David started two hours ago, but his was still awesome. Um, but, but, but I think that's important because we don't want this just to be, you know, a, um, and I know we're talking about an episode where maybe something is thrown at us and we have, you know, a split second to think of it, but to take our time and to actually put in this in the research and Logan, what you just put together is, is unbelievable. Um, I, I, you know, the next time we do this, I'm going to make sure that I have like eight to 12 bars within my own area because you guys are definitely going that route and I appreciate it. But that you know, sounds like I, I kept it to two, I I kept love, it to two bars, dude, my I, favorite thing. My favorite thing about Logan's is that, Jeremy, you and I and all three of us in the last podcast tried so hard to make a bar that felt like we were at Disney. Yeah. Logan's bar this time was aimed to make you feel like you weren't. Yeah. Bingo. Thank you. Because because every single every single bar we've done has been like Disney experience, Disney experience, yep. this. Yep. Logan's like, here's what it feels like not at Disney. Take a breath walk around, yep. relax. And that if, if I'm eight hours into the park and I'm sweating and I'm miserable, the first thing I'm going to want to do is feel like I'm not at that park. Yeah. And if I could go out on an Island to a campsite, to a fire pit, to a, it's, it's the, I picture that as like the perfect nightcap for your day at Disney. Yeah. Like you've been there all day. And this is what you have at the end, almost like as a reward. Yeah. Well, and I think you put it perfectly because, Logan, what you did is you you took the idea and you stripped it down while, like, building it way up, if that makes sense. Like, you took a simple, simple idea of Tom Sawyer's Island and camping and, and, and outdoors, but you elevated it to, to an incredible place and immediately i'm like all right let's just say that disney's like nah i don't want this on tom sawyer island you know what discovery island outside fort wilderness wilderness lodge yeah. discovery island is sitting there you could put this exact same concept there um we love fort wilderness we'll be there father's day weekend the idea of being outdoors of having this this kind of rustic idea and the fire pits and everything that you mentioned um i love the idea 
of any handheld food like skewers. Yes. And, you know, you taking flavors in normal uh, menu items that might be built in a different way, I think really reinvents them. And you're completely telling a story, you know, of, uh, of Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn and all of this. And um, I don't, I just, yeah, I, I think you definitely took this to an elevated level. Tom Sawyer Island is so underappreciated as is. It really is. By everyone, including, including you know, all of us, I bet. When's the last time y'all yeah. been on there? You know, you kind of look at it and you're like, oh, well, I got to get on that boat and I got to go over. But if you go over, that area is incredible. Yeah, I can't it, wait till Griffin gets incredible. older. Yeah. Like, I'm really excited about Griffin once he gets a little older, going over there, maybe with, a, you know, either his cousin or Emma or somebody and just like letting them truly explore. Yeah. Like, just like, like Walt wanted, just self-guided exploration where kids can just be kids. And what I wanted to do is the, the goal was really to, to recreate that, except where adults can be kids. Yeah. So, you know, there's something about nighttime in a forest no matter how old you are you always feel like a kid yeah you mm-hmm. always feel like a kid at night in a forest it just you know so uh, that, that's kind of one of those things where i was trying to do that and I, I was like gosh this this area just it's used till six and then they don't do anything with yeah. it and i'm sure there are logistic issues with that and i'm sure the i you know if this was something that was seriously considered it would immediately get shut shut down for basically like security and safety reasons i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) i'm you know a theme park would like wait a minute so you want us to to create an island where 21 and up adults can go and they can get alcohol and then cook food over an open flame unsupervised and uh and then they can go to these these uh wigwams and just kind of like go in there uh unsupervised you know and uh i don't think this is gonna work but yeah you know you know they enough cameras to make it work (laughs) but but you know what though with disney though man you could give that experience without an actual open flame for you to cook food on that you could exactly i mean i imagine disney getting a hold of this and you know, when you walk down to like the Mississippi Delta, the smells that you smell that Disney yeah. wants you to smell are uh, Disney can give you that experience without, yes. you know, you Agreed. literally killing a chicken, butchering it, putting it on. A <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And there's also give- I mean, there's there's plenty of ways to make trails safe and make yeah. them look like they were made by a bunch of kids running over this path Absolutely. over and over again. But it's still concrete and it still has safety railing and it still has everything you need to meet uh code so that that's definitely doable um but just the just the idea of i love the idea of going to a park and like you said after spending all day at the park you just kind of want to go somewhere where you can chill and even the restaurant experiences are not chill there's nothing chill about the restaurant experiences at park nope I want to go somewhere where I can just straight up chill, like yeah. where I can get my food. If I want to hang out with people, I hang out with people around a campfire. If I want to go and just be somewhere where I feel like I have some personal space, I want that option. Like you don't have that. You don't have personal space when you dine at any of the places or, or you know, even drink. Um, 
personal space is definitely something that usually is not given to people at a bar. So I love this idea of just an outdoor environment that has lots of space where it's limited capacity too, because they're only bringing enough people over per raft because they're not going to be sending rafts every hour. You know what I mean? Or like constantly. Um, So it really is going to have to be kind of planned out and it just got a nice chill vibe to it. Taking in nature stretching your legs in a positive way and i I just imagine they could do so much so much and especially exploring as you're walking along the trails i imagine they would really really give it that disney plus and just have it to where like you sit on a log and it turns out the log is a rocker yeah and Mm -hmm. you see uh you know a rope swing or you see just all these different things and then a bunch of clues to tom sawyer's story which you may not even realize they're, they're, you know, hidden objects that relate to the story, but you see this object and you're like, what is that all about? So it intrigues you and and sort of pulls you off the path. If you are taking the time to really look Yeah. just like when you're walking through a forest, when you take the time to really slow down and look, or when you're hiking through mountains or something, that's, that's what I was trying to, to, to recreate that vibe, that idea of getting back to nature, being one with the the planet, if you will, and uh, just still being in the park and still having that park experience of being fully immersed. Yeah. And how cool would it be to be on the shores uh, facing out and seeing Big Thunder Mountain that night? Right. Or yeah, looking the other way and seeing the Haunted Mansion that night. Yeah. That's just so cool. Yeah. Well, what, what I think you really bring up is a great point, Logan, is that you're right there. You know, when you think about being in the parks all day and you're ready to chill, you got to go back to your resort. Why? Yep. Let's not go back to the resort. Let's offer areas. And I immediately comes to, to mind is nomad lounge in animal kingdom. If you're lucky enough to get in, you know, and, and now they do have a great weight system and they have a walk up system where they'll text you. You could go early enough to finish your night there, but there aren't a lot of places within the parks that you could finish your night relaxing. You yeah. have to go back to your resort. Exactly. And and I just I would love to relax in Magic Kingdom at the end of the the day, a long day, or even I mean Epcot. You know, you got plenty of spaces, but I'm still thinking of what you're imagining and what we're all imagining is just to simply sit back, relax in a park and kind of close it down a little bit and enjoy some alcohol and enjoy (laughs) some alcohol, enjoy some alcohol at magic kingdom and and relax. I mean, that is just, that's just too much to ask for. I was just there this Sunday and my God, it's funny. I was, so I was just there this Sunday and I walked past every area we talked about Uh, on the first episode. I was like, he's going to see this now. And I was like, oh, it's all so doable. Yeah. Like I walked past the, I walked past me. I actually, didn't I send you a picture of yes, the you uh, did. Yeah, ice cream, cream parlor, Jeremy? Yep. Yep. And like, I walked past the tree house. I'm like, man, I could go up there and get a tiki drink right now. And then, you know, we did ha- Haunted Mansion's always one of the ones my daughter wants to go to. And I yeah. just, I'm picturing that bar in my head and just, oh, if yep. these things uh, existed, guys. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, we're, we're putting it out there. We're getting it out there. Josh, Bob, more <laughs> Josh. I'm not worried about the other Bob. You know, if they really, <laughs> if they wanted to to make it to where they're like, all right, look, we're not going to give you any of these inside Magic Kingdom. That is a holy land. I understand. Yeah. How about this? Instead, you bring back Pleasure Island oh, 
Yeah. Dude. Bring back a brand new Pleasure Island that contains these bar experiences. Yeah. So you are now continuing the story of the the IPs you created within the park now at a new adults only park. Yep. How fun would that be? Amazing. And and the thing I'm is in. I think all I think for the, We well, don't have a good track record at Pleasure Island, <laughs> but I'm in. No, no we don't. And <laughs> oh, okay. We're going to leave it we're going to leave it at that and that's a story to be told <laughs> well, off there. We're we're all roughly I mean we're all roughly the same age, right? Very very close. Yeah. Yeah. But see, I I Pleasure Island I would have gone to I think I was able to go for spring break in high school. No, but I wouldn't have been 18. It was 18 and up, correct? Yes. I don't know that I've mm-hmm. been to Pleasure. I had well, never gone to Pleasure Island. I think some of the some of the get into? Okay. venues were 18 and up. Like I think the dance clubs on the front end gotcha. were 18 and up, and then the bars on the back side were, uh, I think they were uh, 21 and up. Okay. I'm not 100% sure, though. I well, could be wrong. I mean, there's an idea. We we uh, redesign an entire new Pleasure Island, and maybe we just take all six Ooh. of these and put it in there. But I think that's what we're going to end up yeah. doing. But 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 what I think, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I, I I do believe. You know, I mentioned you. We could take your idea, Logan, of taking this Tom Sawyer Island idea and putting it on Discovery Island. You know, uh, outside of Fort Wilderness. Um, I believe even your haunted mansion idea, I may have mentioned this, I think could easily fit with Abra Kadabar. Mm-hmm. You know, that could easily go in there. Like, I do think uh, maybe my Main Street, you know, soda shop, uh, alcoholic bar could go on Boardwalk Inn somewhere. Yeah. Like, I actually think we could take a lot of these ideas and put them in other places, even yep. if Magic Kingdom, you know, doesn't evolve to that area of having a bar or something. I want to see David's Tiki pirate at Caribbean beach. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. (laughs) That's where I want to see that. They got space. Yeah, they totally do. Um, quick, quick question before we wrap up. I don't know if you guys have an opinion or not. Uh, are you guys Ohana fans? Have you been, do you care about noodles? Cause you do realize that they basically broke the internet yesterday that Ohana is reopening without noodles. Like, it's it's I've insane. never had the noodles there. I've only been for breakfast. Okay. Breakfast is great. Um noodles you can make at home with like three ingredients. So it's been an interesting <laughs> uh, it's been an interesting follow. But um guys, I can't and What even... happened with Boobash? What happened with that? Oh, I I got mine. We got our tickets. We're going August 20th. There you go. So, but it's still a nightmare today. Um, I've been talking to a lot of people, um, Melissa Pilgrim, our travel agent with years of experience. Uh, she's been still trying to work for clients all day long. Um, I will say if you are, you know, if you're not someone that uses a travel agent, I highly recommend it because they will take care of this for you. (laughs) But I also feel very bad for our travel agents and I appreciate them. So (laughs) I just, you know, I wanted to relieve the pressure off of Melissa yesterday. So I just kept trying, got on, uh, finally got them last night. So we'll be there August 20th so that we can go ahead and let people know how it is. Um, You know, I'll be honest completely with you guys. If it, if it wasn't for the podcast, I I don't know that we would have purchased tickets, but I'm very interested to see what it's like. And we're going to, I think, the second one, um, you know, based on our schedules and planning, it's on a Friday. And we're very excited to bring, you know, the info to people and let you know if it's worth it or not. But uh, it'll be interesting. 
So that's I'll tell you what, one one quick another aside. I don't know if anybody from Disney actually listens to this podcast. They all do, David. They all do. They all do. <laughs> well, I have to give Disney extremely a lot of credit for something. So when COVID happened, um, my wife and I are both in healthcare, so we canceled our APs. We didn't we we were like, okay, we're not going to Disney. We're not gonna um take that chance for us. Yeah. People were around, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we canceled our APs. When things started to get a little better, we bought a four-day Florida resident hopper pass. Like, all right, cool. Let's dip our toe back into the theme park water. Well, this past weekend, we went down and we're like, all right. So I had called and asked them and they said, you know what? Go to guest relations. We're going to put a note in your account and let's see what we can do. So we go to guest relations when we get down there. This lady is super patient and amazing. Um, they restarted our annual passes as of last Sunday that we went down there. So me and my wife, my daughter all got annual passes. Not only did they do that, they credited all four days of our four day hopper that we had already used two days of anyway. Yeah. They gave us all of it towards our annual passes. Wow. So, so they restarted annual passes, gave us X amount of hundreds of dollars of credit and basically gave us two free days. So that experience right there, man, it's like they went above and beyond. I mean, I'm sure they do it for everybody, but they sure made me feel special. No, man. No, thank you for sharing because even if they do it for everybody, you know, who's not talking about it, everybody, Yeah. everybody's still complaining about the, the price of boo bash tickets and they're complaining about the lack of maybe annual pass sales. So, I really do appreciate you sharing that. Um, I know we have, uh, once you shared that with me, David, I shared it with some friends that had the same, you know, experience and, and we've got really good friends, Lucy and Caleb that have bought a four day pass and they're going ahead and they're going through the process of getting that done as well. So yeah, thank yeah, you it takes, a, it takes a while. It takes a phone call and for about sure. 20 minutes at guest relations and, um, you know, lots of Florida IDs and credit cards and whatnot. But, but man, yeah. I tell you what, me and, me and my wife were talking this past Sunday. It made us feel completely different being pass holders again. For like sure. I didn't feel rushed to yeah, do everything. Makes a difference. I Huge just was difference. like, ah, oh, I'm a pass holder again. Yep. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yep. Yeah. If I, if I don't do it today, I'll do it next time. That's always, yeah, a bit of thing. Well, well guys, thank you, man. Y- y'all are the best. This has thank been you, so Jeremy. much fun. Thank you. Um, I, I think we've sparked a whole other series, maybe more. We'll see what's happening with the future of the, the three of us. Cause I've, I've such a great time just talking to y'all and um, we got to do this in person soon. I know scheduling is such a nightmare and we are very thankful for zoom who, by the way, if you would like to, I don't know, sponsor us or send us gift cards, that'd be cool. <laughs> like each of us, just send us each a $50 gift card and we'll, promote zoom all we can because that would be fun but um the, uh, the not doing it in person is based a lot on my schedule this is my fault i work a really goofy schedule um but i have an idea real quick okay let's hear it if this sparks into a completely separate podcast with the three of us because who doesn't want to just hear the three of us talk all the time everyone wants to we, hear that we let the listeners name it and we pick the winner all right Ooh. i'm down and the winner gets us picking his or her <laughs> selection. 
and they'd forfeit it, all creative rights. That could, yeah, yes, it'd be all part of the intro. Uh, yeah, you have, you have no, uh, yeah, no, I, no, I'm down for that, man. Um, well, I, I, I think that's a, I think that's a great idea, and maybe that's something that's coming. But again, thank you guys. Uh, appreciate you guys and your time, your knowledge, your geniusness. Um, next time, David, we'll go ahead and have twenty to thirty bars within one. Uh, you have some sort of punch ticket where you just walk around <laughs> just getting it punched. And I love, I, I love that, that we're not confined to any sort of space, that we all have the freedom to just let our ideas out there. And I, I would hope to, to think that we all have wonderful ideas. So, guys, thank you. Appreciate you. Thank and you. Uh, we'll be back very, very soon. Well, that's going to wrap up our Magic Kingdom Bars series. Uh, or will it? Maybe there's some other ideas, as we talked about, that will be coming at you soon. So keep an eye out for even more uh, from myself, David, and Logan. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this uh, as much as we enjoyed recording it. Uh, again, would love to hear your ideas uh, on our bars and, and your thoughts on the things that we've come up here as this post out to the Main Street Magic community on Facebook or at Main st magic at any of the other social media handles like instagram twitter uh, regular facebook and things like that so if you have not already subscribed please make sure you do so right now you'll get brand new episodes every tuesday and friday check out our patreon group at wonderlandcrew.com and as long as you're out there on the interwebs you might as well leave us a rating and review because as Rhonda always says it helps our show grow that's all we've got we'll see you real soon most everyone's mad here Ha <laughs> ha